0: What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Ruben across the table from Mark and I, and also Dan Knuth, who's a new guest. We brought him on 10 minutes here. We're going to throw him to the ringer here, try and uh, talk to him about suppressed shotguns. Actually, your suppressed shotgun is on the table here, Dan. And uh, Rube just lathered up with some hand sanitizer. No coronavirus going around this podcast. So anyway, drink a little bit of that too. Yep. Get the insides clean. Dan, you have the Silencer Co. It's the Salvo 12 on it, right? That's what it's called. That's correct. And uh, the idea of suppressed shotguns. I know when I first saw one, I thought to myself, "What? And how does it work?" And you shoot this thing all the time, from what I've heard. And you've shot everything through it. Yep. Go into
1: explaining sort of this setup that you've had. So when the Salvo came out, uh, I was actually living in Minnesota at the time, and so I bought a bunch of suppressors all at once. I got. Two salvos, just because the idea of a shotgun suppressor, because I shoot shotguns all the time, was what I really wanted. It's it's a little unwieldy. It's like swinging an ATV muffler on the end of the gun, but <laughs> uh, and that's why I put it on my shortest shotgun that I had. It's going to say S- okay. this is pretty short. Yeah, it is most effective in its longest configuration. So as far as sound suppression and performance uh, in the pattern, the longest configuration is the way you want to go. But because it has like spacers in it that you can change how long and short it is. Yeah. Actually, the only part that's actually the registered suppressor is right here. Just this baffle. Oh, that's interesting. Like, two and a how half do you take, inches. How do you take that thing apart? There's two long screws here that run all the way down to the end, and those are threaded. And then each one of these, there's a full baffle and a half baffle. Full baffle, half baffle, going all the way down. And there's a series of rods inside. And once you unscrew this, you can start pulling baffles off, and they separate out. Okay. And they interlock with each other the stainless steel rods that run around the inside of the tube are uh, designed to keep the shot together in the wad as it travels through there so the wad doesn't start to
2: open up. That was a question yeah, that, that I had, I had okay, actually. okay, same. Likewise. You so, know, because, okay. uh, you know, shotgun shell is going to operate differently than, you know, it's got some different components than just a... Right. regular cartridge. Yeah. You're,
0: you're, you're uh, uh looks like about to take it off right now. It's like uh it's like a tension Whoa. fit on there or something. How do you, how does this actually go on? Cause I, you know, a lot of shotgun barrels you see aren't threaded like a rifle barrel. It what? is. It's like a taper fit. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's actually a, uh, the choke is from Silencer Co. Fit for the Benelli M2. And oh, so them, it's right? a choke that yeah. goes in. You
3: can buy it for a lot of different shotguns, too. Okay.
1: Yeah. They have four different chokes offered for this one. Uh, IC, IM, Mod, and Full. When it's in here, this is the choke itself. So it's, it's still a modified choke. There's no choke happening or, or restriction happening inside the suppressor Okay. itself. Oh, so the all the choke action happens basically right before it
0: goes into the suppressor. Correct. And then everything else after that, it kind of keeps the wad together, but then it... It does its thing after it leaves the suppressor. So, like, the way that I look
3: at it, at least if I'm understanding it right, is that this is like a conical, it's like a taper fit,
1: goes into the female end of the suppressor, and then this lock nut pulls it tight to that. Correct. It comes with a spanner wrench that you, once you get this lined up on here, so you Uh. can move it left or right, and once you get it lined up here, because what I originally want to do... Yeah. Was, I was hoping I could get a uh, double barrel brazed in the center that I could actually put <laughs> two suppressors on. <laughs> Naturally. And just kind of cant them off to the side. But That's straight out of Mad Max I,
2: right there. I bet oh, yeah. If anybody from Hollywood yeah. is listening, you'll see that in a movie. Oh, yeah, line. No
1: Country
3: for Old Men 2. Uh, they had two? No, I didn't know that was a movie, is it?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: wait. No, no, no. That's what's going to be Copy that. Uh, so, anyway, when a lot of people go out and they shoot Shotgun, or at least I guess maybe I'm speaking from personal experience. Don't try this at home. I don't recommend it. But they don't use ear pro. I think a lot of the time it's the case. Yeah. And how detrimental can that be? What's the typical, you know, decibels or whatever of a shotgun compared to what you're getting out of this? I don't know if you guys know offhand.
1: Offhand, unsuppressed, I'm. It's I'd it's still guessing. I mean, I, it,
3: I again, I'm guessing too. But like once you suppress you know, like a standard, if you took like a full-size suppressor and put it on a 16-inch barreled AR, you're trying to get down to that 130s to 140, because 140 is where you're hearing safe. Yeah. And like we talked before with decibel rating, every time, and I could be wrong, but this is my best understanding of decibel rating, is that if you go from 130 decibels to 140, that's roughly twice as loud. So every 10 decibels you're doubling the sound
2: it's not yeah it's not a yeah. linear thing where you right. go oh well that's on if you're just mm. looking at at the numbers and you don't understand how that's working out well that's not that much yeah, that's You might not think that like
0: uh, oh that one only suppresses it two more decibels
2: right you know well yeah it's actually quite a big deal i was to watching suppress something even
0: a couple decibels
2: i was watching a video on on the youtube before this and i think and i think it was with this the suppressor YouTube. now i couldn't tell you what what load they were firing through the uh, the shotgun, but I would think it went from essentially about 150 to 130, so it's about a 20 decibel difference. Yeah,
3: which I can tell you, and Dan can tell you a lot more than I can. But every time that I've shot a shotgun with a salable on it, it's very quiet.
1: It's the YouTube videos don't do it justice at all. If you're hmm. judging whether you should buy one based on the video, it's so when you're actually shooting it, uh, if you're near woods or any sort of structure or anything, the uh, supersonic sound of the shot is kind of that echo or report is going to bounce off anything out there, and you're going to hear a bit of a crack, but it's still hearing safe to you when okay. you're behind it. It's it's pleasant.
2: That was the other interesting thing. I, mm-hmm. I was watching a couple different videos, and one of them was almost like you could just hear the hear the action working, and the other one was like, is that doing anything? Yeah. Right. If right.
1: you're on the middle of a field like hunting pheasants, uh, it sounds like a, a... The closest I can describe it is it sounds like a t-shirt cannon. It's just this... Okay. And... Yeah you hear the payload going and are you using the is there is there
0: subsonic shotgun ammunition there like is a yeah. subsonic yeah.
1: pistol and rifle
0: and yep. stuff like that there is okay yeah. have you shot some of that through this yeah if
3: you buy a low yeah. recoil low recoil low noise uh what do we used to call them uh like the pink ladies they're like 950 feet per second they're yeah. like, uh 70 sounds trap load they they had some ultra ultra low yeah that's the pump like, the pump load that's preferred for a lot of three gunners if they're shooting uh, division yeah. where they shoot a pump shotgun
0: you're probably not going to hunt with that I'd imagine
3: right it's a or it's like... a it's a handicap trap load so I mean okay. most okay. most people that are shooting that I mean you could you could probably hunt you know like doves or quail or something like that with it but it's a really slow load with a really small amount of shot but
1: yeah I've shot everything through it from birdshot, target loads, all the way up to slugs. And at first I was a little bit nervous about shooting slugs through it. Yeah. And uh, talking with Ruben yesterday, uh, you know, I had always been under the impression of the rifled slug will actually turn inside the bore uh, while it's in the rifling. And that might be a byproduct of it, but it, actually the grooves do two things. One, it helps swage the slug when it goes through the choke. So you can use it for any sort of choke. Because that allows relief for the for the round to get through, as I well as squeezes it a little yep. bit.
0: Is that like the right terminology?
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And uh, so it'll look much different. The once fins it comes deform
3: out. and kind of yeah, the slug looks different yeah. coming out. Oh. Okay. But then we're talking uh, about like a Brenneke or like a yeah. Remington Slugger,
1: uh, a Hornady uh, White t- American Whitetail, something like that. Okay. Ruben had a video where you can actually see it somewhat rotate going down range so what i was hearing that was making me nervous was i thought maybe it was like contacting the rods or something yeah but it was uh yeah but it's the sound suppression was enough that you can actually hear the whistle of that slug going down range is the air deflection more wild then it's a little bit like a nerf football type
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the old
1: like foxtails or whatever you used to have a gym
0: class that is uh that is interesting now, you said it's a little unwieldy in the field, but then, you know, when you talk about a lot of the uh, shooting sports and disciplines and, and hunts that people take shotguns on, a lot of times they're talking about having to have a good swing to the shotgun and whatnot. So how, I mean, is it just a matter of you going out and practicing with it to
1: get used to it? or Pretty much. Uh, I've shot, it up. I've shot trap with it. Uh, and if you want to get some looks from, uh, seven year old guys with BT 99s, uh, show up with that. Right. And, <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. I'm sure uh, that would do it. As soon as you shoot it though, they're like, Whoa, that's, that's neat. I want to shoot it. And everybody that's gets excited cool. yeah, about I it. I feel it's a little, I mean, it's yeah, like, if like you having shoulder a it though, It's not bad. I got
2: my mic on or else it's going to. Are you saying like, as you handle it like this, but once you kind of get it seated, then it kind of. If you're doing like grouse hunting, no, it's yeah.
1: not going to be fun, but pheasant, duck, uh, turkeys.
3: I'm thinking like snow goose hunting where you're sitting there all oh, day man. just hammering with heavy heavy like three Shh. inch or three and a half inch loads like it'd be, be awesome, not awesome for three snow quarter you loads. You're not, except you're not this anywhere. Yeah, you can't run an extended tube. Yeah, but you could run it out to here. You just don't have it out to there, right?
1: You can run uh, a tube out to here. You can run it out to there, yeah. yeah. But that's uh, gonna be for most I mean, like the big You just got to put it on a longer shotgun so you can put more shells. Yeah, in. this isn't a snow goose shotgun. Yeah. This, is no, a, that's true this is a home yeah.
3: defense gun. Like, this is what, a 20 inch barrel, 18?
1: 18 inch barrel. But one of the reasons I also like this is the salvo. If you have the vent rib, it really helps to actually put a dot on top of your shotgun if you have the vent rib because this will cover up sighting
2: down the rib. Oh, I yeah. was looking at a that because I wanted to ask about your sight picture and how yeah. that potentially gets affected.
1: Ghost rings, it's no problem. Yeah. So if you're able to look just through the ghost rings and use it, uh you can it's fine but uh otherwise you'd want to definitely have a dot on it's it. it's not as bad as you think it would be no it's not and the added weight to the gun
3: i mean tames the recoil a little bit too so huge recoil reduction
1: actually that's yeah, all, I bet. one of the best things about it if you're turkey hunting and you're sitting at the base of a tree uh with your back up against it we all know well we probably all made that mistake once firing a shotgun with our shoulder against something solid <laughs> you to it twice. It's nice it's to out, have yeah. a little give. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: uh, a good pin pinning for your shoulder. I
3: think it'd be awesome for, like I said, the snow goose hunting, uh, waterfowl hunting, where you're in a, a blind with four or five guys that are all shooting kind of like this.
2: Yeah. And you're uh, not probably swinging super far. You're not, yeah. I guess you might walk far to get to where you're going, but you're generally pretty static after that. Yep. Yeah.
3: A heavy waterfowl hunted it out of a blind with a bunch of people and shot like heavy waterfowl loads out of it. Yeah, what is the sound suppression like with that?
1: Uh when you're out on a marsh and you're, you're not in any sort of timber, it's it's pretty good when you're in an open area, open water. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't have that uh that echoing off something else. So mm-hmm. it's and if you're pointed up, I mean compared to shooting full house waterfowl loads without a suppressor, it's definitely preferred. Oh, and, totally. <laughs> I yeah. bet. Yeah, it's funny, because when you
0: pick it up, you look at it now, and it looks the size of the muffler that my 50cc moped in college had, mm-hmm. yeah. and then, uh, but it's actually... Uh, <laughs> it doubles it, I, purpose. Oh, yeah, 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 but it must be made out of aluminum or you know something like that, because it is really light. I didn't, I mean, I'm sure the gun is way more happy to swing around when it doesn't have that on the end of it, but...
2: It felt really light. You know, you bring up a good point. Maybe we've even brought this up before, but you brought up like a muffler on your car, and you're like, muffler on your car. That's the law. You're going to need that. You're going to want one of those. Suppressor? You're uh, going to need a stamp for that. We're going to want to make
3: you keep that thing really loud unless you pay more.
2: <laughs> we want you to be, uh, yeah, a lot louder. What, what your- about what about cleaning? You know, like, were you talking about like a snow goose situation or, or like a match situation where you're, you know, sending a lot of rounds downrange or, you know, you know, shooting a lot of shells, how do you clean it? Or do you have to? Or how's that work? You do have to clean it. It's
1: not like a center fire raffle suppressor that kind of you can just do a mag dump and it's going to, you know, burn a lot of the carbon oh, yeah. out. It is aluminum and the rods are stainless steel. Using a uh, plastic solvent on the rods works really well once you pull those out. You said uh, Brownells makes that, right? Brownells does make a, uh, a plastic solvent that works excellent. And you just okay. put it in a Tupperware container and spray them down and then okay. wipe them off. It's real easy. The baffles themselves, since they are painted as you go down, you do need to do just by hand. I've tried a few different methods. I tried soda blasting, uh, which actually worked uh, fairly well, but I was a little nervous about erosion to the baffles.
2: What is soda blasting?
1: Like using a sandblaster and using uh, baking soda as a media. Okay. It's not as abrasive. Yeah. Uh, Just to try to blow some of that out of there. A good carbon solvent, uh, it'll really help. Um, Dental explorer and gonna I'm going to
3: interrupt here. I've known Dan for a long time. If there is a weird obscure internet gun cleaning method or <laughs> material he knows about it
0: that's, so it's a good
3: guy to know it's dcanoes.vortexoptics.com d- yeah. just email him he knows all of them great uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it takes a little bit uh the first time i cleaned it, it took me way too long a few days because uh, i was just you know monkeying with it with uh ho- hoppies but you know after that usually an hour or two of you know when that's taking your time so it's not too bad. And is that after like, uh, like 12, thousands
0: of rounds or hundreds of rounds? or?
1: It's recommended every 1,200 to 1,500, I believe. Okay. So right. uh not bad. I shoot it for a long time. One thing you will notice is when you shoot it, all of a sudden, after a while, you'll start hearing like rattling and what is that? And you shake it upside down
2: and you'll get pieces of wad that fall out. Oh, really? So hmm. Do you have to be careful not to shoot any types of shotgun shells out of it? Are, are there some that you want to stay away from?
1: Uh, any of the exotics uh, that you hear about out there, or like see the YouTube videos, like the, the dragon's breath or the weird type 12-gauge shotgun shells. Cause so you can shoot like flight control out of it? Flight control is awesome out of it, yeah. Oh, cool.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm.
1: No, that's all fine. Standard shotgun shells, uh, I don't think there's really a big issue. I mean, of course, steel shot, you know, anytime you don't shoot that through full. And the patterns do open up a little bit more than without the suppressor. So choking up is ideal. I don't think I would hunt waterfowl with the mod in there. I just did an improved cylinder. Okay. so
0: Good to know. Good stuff. Well, we're at like 15-ish minutes, but that was still pretty solid. We've had a full-length All About Suppressors episode out there that Ruben and Adam joined us for. And if you want to hear more from Dan about cleaning solvents and shotgun suppressors in a full-length episode. Definitely let us know, and uh, other suggestions are always welcome, but otherwise, Dan, great first episode. Yeah, cool, guys. Well Thanks, done. man. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, fun. for listening in, and we will see you all next time. Bye.